0: Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today, I'm Nomi Nujia adeen Today is Friday, November 24th. Coming up, hundreds of years ago, the Wichita tribe of Kansas built their prairie homes with rows of thatched grasses. A lot
2: of notes from way back then, they would describe grass houses to look like a, a beehive, which you can kind of see
1: it. We'll hear how a new generation of Native Americans in Lawrence is learning the traditional art of thatching. Plus, a karate master in South Kansas City is using combat sports to create a diverse community in his dojo that prepares young people for life's obstacles.
3: So I'm super ingrained in like that, creating an excellent product martial arts wise, but also creating excellent human beings.
1: We'll meet Sensei David Muhammad, who represented the U.S. at an international kickboxing tournament this month. But first, some headlines. The Kansas City Royals could consider moving across the state line as a deadline approaches to ask Jackson County voters about funding for a downtown ballpark. KCUR's Savannah Holly Bates reports. Jackson County legislator Manny Abarca, who chairs the county's Stadium Improvements Committee, says it's now coming up against a January deadline to put stadium funding on the ballot or risk the county losing both the Royals and the Chiefs. Abarker says Kansas has offered both teams money to move across state lines.
2: I think that red carpet is as long as uh, 70 Highway. The reality is that we need to be very much considering that the Royals are not moving in isolation.
1: A site in North Kansas City is still in the running as well. If the Royals stay in Jackson County, they are also reconsidering a potential site on the South Loop, according to the Kansas City Star, that could come with a lower price tag since existing entertainment districts are nearby. One of Johnson County's top law enforcement officials delivered a conspiracy theory-filled address at a recent right-wing conference. Kyle Palmer has more.
3: For roughly 30 minutes over Veterans Day weekend, Johnson County Sheriff Calvin Hayden railed against China, apartments, former President Barack Obama, and the county commission. He also lamented the lack of action by the Johnson County District Attorney as well as state officials in following up on alleged election problems in Kansas. It was all part of a speech Hayden delivered to the Determined Patriots Conference at a church in Kansas City, Kansas, an event that also featured former Trump National Security Advisor Michael Flynn and MyPillow Executive Mike Lindell. Hayden himself will be up for re-election next year. Asked later to clarify his unsubstantiated claims, Hayden said he thinks it's, quote, patriotic to question government, end quote.
1: The Kansas City Council has given itself until January to figure out what to do about a new city jail. KCUR Sam Zeff reports it needs to determine where to build, how big it should be, and how much to spend.
0: City inmates and detainees are housed now in two mid-Missouri counties after the city stopped keeping inmates at the Jackson County Detention Center in 2019. Councilman Chris Rea, who chairs the committee, says the city needs a new jail, but it must be the right size. And by right size, I'm saying a facility that is a place of last resort after we've exhausted every other opportunity to keep someone from winding up there. Kansas City decided earlier this year not to house inmates at the new Jackson County Detention Center, but still some oppose a city jail. Reyes says the city could pay for a jail with the city's 3 acent cent public safety sales tax, which expires in 2026. We'll be back after this.
3: It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply.
1: Some of the very first homes in Kansas were built by members of the Wichita tribe with cut bundles of native blue-stem grass. KCUR's Julie Denishay has the story of Native American students who are reconnecting with that Great Plains tradition.
4: As the late fall wind rustles through a field of tall marsh plants, students from Haskell Indian Nations University in Lawrence, Kansas, harvest cattails.
2: I'm going to toss another one to you, Courtney. That was a bad throw.
4: <laughs> in the wetlands behind the school, M.K. Karen is teaching the art of traditional thatching. Karen is a member of the Wichita and Affiliated Tribes, and she's a master's student in geography at the University of Kansas. She learned how to work with prairie grasses from her grandfather.
2: So my grandpa, his artist name is Wena Cochet, and it means yellow bird in
4: our language. Karen's grandfather is well known for the replicas of grass houses he creates
2: for arts and craft shows in Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. I originally learned how to do thatching during the COVID pandemic. So that was the hobby I learned during the COVID. (laughs) After that, I just really loved it. And now I feel happy that I can pass along these skills because it's important to pass these along. Generations ago, the Wichita
4: built large grass homes from big blue stem. Grasses were sewn together using bone needles and tall cedar poles were used for support. But local prairie grasses are in short supply on Haskell's campus these days. So, they're using cattails. Karen and her students take the cattails to a small field where there are several dome frames made of slender wood. Courtney King is a senior at Haskell.
1: So my people, I'm pure in Miami. My people built wigwams with cattails. King
4: is the lead student researcher at the Haskell Greenhouse.
1: I always have wanted to learn how to thatch. I've, you know, I tried looking up YouTube videos and usually it's white men in Britain doing it if it didn't feel right to me.
4: King's focus is restoring native species to the school's campus. It was her idea to find a way to use the invasive cattails that clogged the wetlands.
1: It's just to reconnect people with the land and partake in traditional ecological knowledge as our ancestors have for thousands of years. And many, many tribes thatched wigwams, grass houses, sweat lodges, etc. Not all of us are Plains Indians as far as teepees and all of that kind of stuff. So reconnecting with that culture and bringing that back
4: according to legend, when the Spanish conquistador Coronado saw sunlight reflecting off the Wichita tribe's domed grass homes. He thought he'd found a golden city.
2: Our first encounter with colonizers was the conquistadors, and a lot of notes from way back then from the conquistadors, they would describe grass houses to look like a a beehive, which you can kind of see it.
4: With King's help, Karen gathers the cattails narrow leaves and rootstocks into tight bundles.
2: This part going up right here, these are called the uppers and the ones going to the side are the ribs. I'm gonna push it through here. The
4: cattail bundles are tied together with string and attached to the wooden frame. Once in place, Karen trims the tops with garden shears to create a clean line. Karen says classes like this are an
2: important way to keep indigenous traditions alive. You know, school at one point was a boarding school where a lot of these traditions were taken away. And now uh, we're here now rebuilding slowly, but surely. You know, a lot of people say a lot of these things are gonna die out, but I refuse to think that. Thatching classes are over
4: for now, but Karen says they'll be back at work in the spring. For KCUR 89.3,
1: I'm Julie Denishay. A lifelong martial artist in South Kansas City is breaking from teaching karate this month to represent the U.S. on a global stage. KCUR's Lawrence Brooks IV shows how he's using two disciplines to build a diverse community.
0: David Mohammed credits his father, Rudolph Mohammed for his growth from karate student to a skilled fighter to instructor.
3: That's all I really knew coming up in the school on Saturday mornings, getting up early and going helping set up for classes. That was just what we did, and it's what I was immersed by. So I don't really know a time where I wasn't doing martial arts.
0: Now, more than three decades later, David Muhammad is a six-degree black belt in Taekwondo and Shotokan Karate and the Sheehan or head instructor of Integrity Martial Arts Academy. Formerly known as Kwanzaa Martial Arts Academy, the black-owned dojo has taught combat sports and self-defense to Kansas Cityans for more than 30 years. Mohammed, who was also a teacher at the Barstow School, says he's proud to carry on his father's legacy as a master teacher of one of the world's most popular fighting styles. And he's using the foundation that karate laid to challenge himself even more.
3: As I evolved, I wanted to experience what it felt like to fight full contact for my own development and for my students' development. I wanted to challenge myself, and that's really what he kind of led to it.
0: His evolution from karate master to professional kickboxer began three years ago. Since then, Muhammad has made quick progress. He'll represent the US for the second time at the European Kickboxing Organization Senior World Championships in Portugal this month. At 38 years old, it's quite the accomplishment. Muhammad is honored, of course, but he remains humble.
3: It's easy to be the big fish in a small pond, but you go out there and everybody was the top
0: guy from where they're at. That's like,
3: that's like point fighting, right? I'm
0: trying to go through him. El Java Abdul Qadir is a multi-time kickboxing world champion who met Muhammad years ago as competitors on the national karate circuit. With more than three decades of fighting and training, Kadir understands the transition Muhammad made from karate to kickboxing.
3: It is a difficult endeavor, but I want to say that the hard work and dedication that Mr. Muhammad possesses um, makes it such that I, uh, I believe that it would have happened. And so I'm not surprised that it is happening for him.
0: Kadir travels to Kansas City to help Muhammad train from time to time and says Muhammad is a consummate student who follows fighters from around the world for new techniques, styles, and tips. He says he's impressed with how Muhammad then passes that knowledge down to his students.
3: He recognizes the importance of continuing education, being able to be up to date on the newest strategies and the newest um, uh, mind frames, right? or or like to continuously learn so that he give his students the best.
0: Kadir sure the lessons will produce a kickboxing or martial arts champion someday. Isobel DeGado walton is a former student who wanted to be that champion before a head injury sidelined her. Instead, after she earned her junior black belt from Muhammad's Academy, Delgado Walton became a kids instructor.
2: It feels really great. It feels like I'm kind of finding my purpose. Teaching kids is very fulfilling to me, like watching them learn and getting to feel like I'm a part of something bigger, like a community.
0: She thinks combat sports like karate and kickboxing are perfect for keeping kids engaged, giving them some discipline, and putting them in a multicultural environment.
2: It's very fulfilling, and it definitely helped me out in a time where I needed that in my life.
0: Muhammad's Academy also offers leadership training and seasonal camps for all ages. He says the experience can be transformative for kids and their families.
3: There's people who are intentional about saying, you know, my child who goes to Leewood Middle needs diversity, and there's a black owned martial arts school with the last name Muhammad, and I'm gonna
0: take my son to that program. That positive influence doesn't end when students step off the mat.
3: What comes out of that is an ability to be super intentional about the community we're trying to create. How can we make this way more than about martial arts? The martial arts is just a vehicle to building a community at the end of the day.
0: Mohammed says he wants to continue to expand his dojo's legacy across Kansas City. Then he wants to pass it down to his daughters.
3: So I'm super ingrained in like that creating an excellent product martial arts-wise, but also creating excellent human beings.
0: Even if they never become a karate master or kickboxing champion. All
3: right, let me hear you. Ha! Ha!
0: For KCUR 89.3, I'm Lawrence Brooks IV. Ha! Good job. Work, huh?
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia dean This podcast is produced by Anna Schmidt, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read and see photos from Julie's story about thatching and Lawrence's story about David Muhammad, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show, be sure to leave us a review to help us grow our audience. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on Monday.